Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Here's to a Life Well-Lived. Libraries of respected leaders, managers, and savvy business people usually contain biographies of those who have led meaningful, purposeful lives. That is because reading about the driving force in others' lives is both inspirational and motivational. In fact, the study of a life well-lived oft galvanizes folks to take action in their own lives. Your attention? Otherwise, what? Otherwise, you get to be 80 years old and you look back and say, so I don't think I made the world a better place by my years here. And really, I don't think I impacted too many people for good either. The Bible is an encyclopedia of quite a few impressive biographies, which is one more compelling reason to study the scriptures. Honestly, I hadn't really thought about it quite that way, but here at the start of Colossians chapter 2, we find ourselves getting to know the heartbeat of one Paul the Apostle, a.k.a. Saul of Tarsus. We remember from past studies that his pedigree was of stellar Jewish stock, and he was also a Roman citizen. He was educated by probably the world's most highly regarded first century rabbi, Gamaliel, in Jerusalem. Whatever he set his mind to, he did it with everything in him. He was passionate. When he persecuted the Christians, as recorded in the early part of the book of Acts, he wanted them prosecuted to the fullest extent of the Roman law, endeavoring to protect his precious Judaism. But when confronted with truth in the person of Jesus Christ on the Damascus road, you know, in Acts chapter 9, He was so convinced that he literally turned around and went the opposite direction. Paul then transitioned from a life driven by the law to one transformed by grace. So in love with the Savior was he that he seemed to make it his life's mission to fulfill Acts chapter 1 verse 8 all on his own. You know where Luke wrote, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. This is what Jesus was saying just before he ascended into heaven. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He introduced people to the good news of the gospel wherever he went and then set out on his first missionary journey some 10 years after his own conversion, establishing churches as he went. Imprisoned, likely in Rome, for preaching of Christ, he writes to Colossae and includes the town of Laodicea, located a little more than 10 miles away, wanting his letter to be read aloud to the believers in both communities. Confined, Paul agonizes in prayer for his fellow brothers in Christ, 
revealing his great affinity for them. Listen with me to Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, where Paul wrote, I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For, though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. In these few short verses, Paul encourages the Christians and states his purpose, that others may be united in love and have full knowledge of Christ and remain firm in that faith. As I think of it, Paul was probably just a few years older than me when he wrote those words. I can see no greater purpose for my life than that. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart, united in love, have full knowledge of Christ, and stand firm in the faith. You too, friends. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, our mentor, Paul. Here's to a life well lived.